Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. There's uh, also a lot of great basketball players from Akron, Ohio. You got LeBron James, (laughs) Steph Curry. Steph Curry, too. And Rachel Demita. And Rachel Demita. The big three. I mean, the big three. That's the big three. That's all you need to win a championship. Come on, That's all you need. What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel Demita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. I'm so excited because today, Ian Carmel is joining me. Comedian, co-head... Lead writer? Co-head writer. Did, co-head writer. Yeah, yeah. The Late Late Show right. with James Corden. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today. It's such, a, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Not only are you known for your work in television, right? but you're known for being an avid sports fan. Avid sports fan, my philanthropy, my equestrian <laughs> career, two gold medals. All uh, the things. All the things I do, yeah. I was most intrigued by your NBA fandom. Yes, and most specifically, your Portland Trailblazers fandom. Is there any other kind? Not this season. <laughs> Not I, this season. I think if you like basketball, you like the Portland Trailblazers. I was going to say, how are you feeling about feel, this season? I feel amazing. I feel like I have made the decision this season. Because like, like, when you get really into basketball, like how I think like how we're into basketball, you start to like, you're like, well... Like, if they're winning all these close games, statistically, that's going to regress towards the mean at some point, and they're going to lose some close games, too. They can't win all the close games. I'm completely unreasonable about the team. I like, But it, you're it, from Portland. I'm from so Portland, it makes Oregon. Sense. Okay. Then, yes. Uh, I'm from Portland. We don't have a lot of other options, although the Portland Thorns, are, uh, the women's soccer team, just won the okay. NWSL championship. Okay. Uh, and we have the Timbers as well, of course. Right. But, when I was growing up, it was just the Trailblazers. That's that's pretty much all we had. Who is your favorite Trailblazer of all time? It's it's pro- I mean, it's probably Damian Lillard now. Okay. But if I had to go non-Damian Lillard division, it's a tie between Rasheed Wallace and Jerome Kersey. Because I think in each of us there is a Rasheed Wallace and a Jerome Kersey. A Rasheed Wallace, the hothead. Your right. id, your animal instinct. You know what I mean? The 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 part of you that wants to act out of emotion. And then there's the Jerome Kersey, just a lovely man with very soft hands and <laughs> and, and a beautiful jump shot. Don't hate me for this, yes. but I only remember Rashid from being in Detroit. I don't recall that era of Rashid Wallace actually. Really? Did he he was on the Pistons? Yeah. No, with with Ben no. Wallace. Rip Hamilton, None of that is Chauncey Billups. That sounds familiar to me. That was a fun. I think team. that might have been like a two K simulation. That something <laughs> you, that happened. You like, like that. blacked that memory out of. I your remember brain. Rasheed Wallace. He was traded to the Atlanta Hawks and then he retired. I think it was. was what I was. Okay. No, I, a lot of people. I know he won the championships with. Wait, I can't tell if if you're pulling my leg right now or I'm if pulling you really your leg. Don't I'm pulling your leg. Okay, so you do remember. Absolutely. Okay. I remember. I'm just <laughs> I'm choosing. I'm choosing to delete it from my memory. No, I know he was. Yeah, he won his championship with the Pistons. I understand that, but I think Portland Trailblazer fans. There's a. There was a weird gulf because, like the if you were the media in Portland at the time, it was like the Jailblazer era. They 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 hated Rashid. They thought like him getting technical fouls was like immature and everything. Yeah. And now, but if you were younger. When all that was happening, like like what I was and my friends were, I think you just loved it because he it was seemed cool. he was it was cool. Yeah. yeah, he was like a rebel, like that, and he was also amazing at basketball. And those teams were good, you know. Yeah. If it weren't for Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant, we would have been in the finals 
in 2001, and then we probably would have won the championship that year. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, <laughs> which is the story of being a Portland Trailblazers fan. Woulda, coulda, shoulda drafted Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Chris Paul, any number of people, rather than Martel Webster. Although Martel Webster, not as good as Chris Paul. I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, yeah, a little bit different, yeah. no shade, but yeah. I'm a Cleveland sports fan, so I I understand to a certain extent. Yes, you know. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, you things don't always go our way. You could have understood up until a few years ago. Yeah. When 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 LeBron, LeBron came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. he had to leave first. He did. And crush all of us first, you know. Right, he had and to break your heart to truly win it back. Right. He's kind of like a rom com basketball player in that <laughs> right. way, isn't he? Like, you had to have the second act where LeBron leaves, breaks everybody's heart. Right. Maybe there's, like, a sad Elliot Smith song playing during this part of the movie. You never miss a good thing till it leaves, right? Till it leaves. And yeah. then he comes running back in the airport. <laughs> Kevin Love and it's Kyrie raining. standing there. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> they hug. They spin around. They spin around. The camera goes around. There's beautiful music playing. They kiss or not, depending on how you picture this in your head. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you win a championship. Finally, because for Cleveland... It was three teams, no championships since like the 60s, right? Something like that? Yeah. Rough. It was a long time. It's a long time. But it felt good. Yeah. And Cleveland's good this year, too. Oh, my God. So, you like, I'm be, really excited about this team. You have to be over the moon right now. It's a good team. How do, who's your favorite part of this team right right now? I, honestly, I just love the fact it's a bunch of young guys. Yeah. And it's not one of these super teams that is like a forced mix of all of these good players. Of right. course, we have a superstar in Donovan Mitchell, but it's more so like the the GM, the the coach there are putting these guys together, and it's a it's a good mix. And it works. It's a good chemistry. It's an organic I mean? farm the table right. Cleveland Cavaliers team. And they showed a little bit of what they were capable of last season. You know, oh, there were yeah. some injuries and whatnot, but you know, you have the young guys. You have. Um, even like Mobley and um, Darius um, Darius Garland, yes Garland, yeah. and we have obviously Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Love is still there. Kevin Love you know? is still there. He's just kind of that, that Oregon's anchor, own Kevin Love, know? by the way. Okay, Lake Oswego grew yeah. up not far from where I grew up. Oregon actually, surprisingly, a lot of bat- NBA players from Oregon. You have Kevin Love. <laughs> There's uh, also a lot of great basketball players from Akron, Ohio. You got LeBron James, <laughs> Steph Curry. Steph Curry, too. And Rachel Demita. And Rachel Demita. The big three. I mean, the big three. That's Come the big on. three. That's Come all you need now. to win a championship. Come on now. That's all you need. Um, speaking of championships, teams. Yes. Okay. When I was prepping for this interview, yeah. I came across something so interesting okay. that I thought was amazing. It was you dancing at halftime. Oh, no. <laughs> But here's the kicker. I yeah. was like, why does this look so familiar? Yeah. I was at that game. You were at that game? I was at that game. Oh, my God. So for our courtside listeners, can you break it down? Yes. What went on during that halftime performance? I w- So it was for this TV show Game On, which was like a CBS like sports game show. It was me, Gronk, uh, Venus Williams, uh, and James Corden, just four of the greatest athletes of all time. <laughs> and one of our challenges was to learn from from the Laker girls how to do like a a halftime Laker girls dance. So Venus picked it up really quick. For, I mean, she's oh, she was sh- great. Sharp. A star. I mean, she's so sharp. She's she, she's brilliant. She's so smart. So athletic. Gronk and I worked with a dance instructor for four hours. 
behind the scenes trying to like nail all these dance was moves. Was it day of? It was the it was the day of. Okay. She came to the studio, and then we went to at the time Staples Center, uh, and up until the very last second, we were working on these dance moves. James Corden walks in because he's a Broadway guy, learned the entire thing in like 10 minutes and then was having like a Perrier in the corner. It was (laughs) one of the most humiliating things in my life. And then I kept asking the producers, I'm so glad I get to set the record straight. Over and over again, I was like, is there any way I can not wear Laker gear? Is there any way I can have like a blazer shirt underneath this where I pull off the Laker shirt and at the end, there's like a pinwheel there. Right. No, uh, they were like, you can't do it. You absolutely can't do it at no point. Can you do it? So I do want people to know I had a Blazers T-shirt on underneath, underneath underneath the Laker gear, closer to my heart. Okay. Not for everybody in the crowd to see, not for Rachel Demita to see, but close to my heart where the Blazers live 24-7. Was your career on the line? Like if you didn't do this dance, you would have been fired or I w- something they said because- I w- they would have cut me out of the sketch and the only okay. thing i love more than the P- portland trailblazers is attention okay yeah. so this is the reason this is really what it comes down to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it was great i saw it live with my yeah. own eyes and the fact that i still remembered that performance yeah three years later it's that's that's like it's, it speaks to the quality that's of the dance. That's a testament of your dance moves that's right yeah thank you very much uh, i do want to ask though why do you hate the lakers so much I mean, there's layers. There's there is 2001 when they sent us home. When that blade, we were up like 16 going into the fourth quarter. We we should have won. We should have then gone on to win the finals. So you still remember this moment? I still remember. Okay. I still remember sitting on the floor, punching like the 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 dark green carpet, at my mom's house, just like no, no, no. It was it was traumatic. I, like Kobe threw an alley oop to Shaq, who hit it and then ran down the court like pointing. It just like I felt the polar opposite of how he felt. I was just like rending inside. I felt mm-hmm. like it was torturous. But there was that, and then there's just like Lakers fans who are <laughs> who, just, who just run the gamut in L.A. They are they're awful. So obnoxious. I'll say it. They are online. <laughs> anytime, also anytime you have like a good player on your team, the amount of different Blazers players I've had to see like hastily photoshopped into Lakers gear. Mm-hmm. Is like insane. Anyone whose contract is coming up and they're even like kind of good. I've had to see Sebastian Telfair photoshopped into Lakers gear. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> get over yourselves. Not every when Lamarcus Aldridge took a meeting with them and they blew it so hard that he took a second pity meeting with them. <laughs> like he was someone who went on like because he didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings like a second date just to let him down easy. That was one of the great moments of my life as a Blazer fandom. And they can say that the Lakers live rent free in my head. And that's fine. A lot of things live rent free in my head. There's a picture of <laughs> you a got Guinness. a lot of space. In I there. got a lot of space in it. It's huge. It's a massive, like Soviet era, like block of housing. The, another thing that lives rent free in my head is a picture of a guinea pig wearing a top hat playing a French horn, and that's fine. I like having it there. At least you have like some cute things in There's there. There's some cute you know? things in there. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's like yeah. It's it's not it's not like this room we're in right now. It's not modern. It's not clean. It's not minimalist. It is like a teenage girls like cork board in my brain that should be a skit that should be a sketch yeah yeah absolutely give me like a ep credit you know i'll give you writer credit i'll give you co-head writer yeah Yeah. i'll take it yeah co-head lead writer (laughs) as as i would say (laughs) lead writer just church it up as much as you can yeah so i want to get more into your co-head lead writing yes comedian facet of your life the but three percent of my life that's not dedicated to the blazers uh-huh, this like tiny space yeah in this uh community you have board. in your yeah. brain yeah but first i'd like to take a halftime break of course 
I know you're familiar with the show. Yes. We like to play a little game at halftime. And today, for you, I have NBA trivia. Okay. But okay. it's a simple true or false, so we're not going to go too crazy. I've been, this is this is good warm-up food. I've been trying to get on Jeopardy for okay. the entire time I've been an adult. So oh. any time to do trivia under under pressure, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm okay, ready. so we have some NBA, which is perfect for you. We're going to start off with some blazers. Okay, here we go. Okay, I think you got this. This is going to be so embarrassing All right. if I get any of this wrong. True or false? Damian Lillard only needs 2,000 more points in order to pass Clyde Drexler as Portland's all-time point leader. Only needs 2,000 more points. I think it's less than that. I think he's closer than that. I know he's really, really close, and I think he's going to pass it this season. So true or false? I'm going to say false because I don't think it's 2,000 exactly. I think it's less than 2,000. That's correct. Yes! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, what is it at right now? So Dame only needs less than 1,000 points yeah. to pass Clyde. We'll have to check at the like exact number. By because... the time this post, with the way, at the rate he's been scoring, he might, it might be, right. he might have it by now. He might go for 1,000 next game. So I know that you're not probably excited about this one, but LeBron also has a points milestone that yeah. he's going for this season as well. I don't, I, I, much like Lakers fans, I don't consider him a Laker. So I, 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 which is another weird thing about Lakers fans. He won you a championship. It doesn't count as much as the other championships, but he still did it. Uh, <laughs> I consider him a Cleveland Cavalier. Okay. Which I think you probably joined me. I would right? love to keep him as a Cleveland yeah. Cavalier. Well, but he might be back. I know. Yeah. They, they uh, might need to do something to turn yeah. around this season, to say yeah. the least. Okay. The Portland Trail Blazers' longest winning streak is 16 consecutive games. True. That's correct. Yeah. The Blazers won 16 consecutive games in the 9091 season. Good so year. it's been a while. Good year, 9091. All right. Next up, the Trailblazers' longest losing streak is 13 consecutive games. Oh, boy. 13. That doesn't seem like us. I'm going to say false. False? Yeah. Well, it's true. No! When? What year? So this was during the 2012-2013 season. Oh, okay. 13 to me doesn't seem that bad. 13 is not so over, bad. Over like the the whole timeline of the, you right. know. Going back to 1971. Right. 70 whenever we were founded. Yeah. Yeah, that's not so. 13 is not so bad. No. Is that. Who did we get in the draft that year? Was it even worth it? 13. I have no idea. If you know this, you get bonus points. I get bonus points. Because I, I have don't no clue. Know. I will say that I didn't think we'd lost that many because the experience of being a Blazers fan is consistent pretty goodness. Okay. That's like what it is. We're like consistently pretty good. Mm -hmm. Rarely amazing, almost never terrible, consistently pretty good. Consistently middle of the pack. That's what I shoot for in my career as a comedian, actually, (laughs) too. (laughs) Consistently mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. The Celtics and the Lakers are the only two teams in the NBA that have never moved. Mm -hmm. And this is from the start of the NBA. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. All right. From the very beginning. The very beginning of the NBA. False. That is false. The Lakers moved. The Lakers did move. The Lakers moved. So do you know what other team? The Celtics is one that has not moved. Do you know what the other team is that has never moved? But this is the So original teams. The original teams. Yes. Sorry, I didn't clarify. Uh, The New York Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah. Celtics and Knicks. <laughs> a rare win for the Knicks. All right. Last but not least, Michael Jordan was picked second in the 1984 NBA draft. I don't want to answer this question. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I opening an old wound? <laughs> this is a very, this is an old, this is a mortal wound. No, uh, Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon at the time 
went first out of Houston. Second, because we already had Clyde Drexler, who I think anyone would agree was a fantastic shooting guard for a long time in the NBA. Amazing. Led the team to the finals. Fantastic basketball player. Went on to win a ring with the Houston Rockets. Congratulations to him. One of the rare dudes who lets himself go bald and still balls <laughs> out of control in the NBA, which I think LeBron should have done a long time ago. Because we already had him, we took Sam Bowie second. Then Michael Jordan won third. And then, much like Rasheed Wallace's Detroit career, so, I choose to sort of black out whatever happened after that. That's rough. It hurt. Could you I imagine? Was like ba- I wasn't even born yet, and it still hurt. Could you imagine two three-peats as a blazer? No, I, I honestly can't. The I can't con- either. The cognitive dissonance makes my brain fall apart. <laughs> I can't do it. It probably would have happened, too, because we were so close just with Clyde Drexler. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing team. Kevin Duckworth. But, well, we got Buck Williams for Sam Bowie. So we did that trade. But we had like a good team. We had a good basketball. Mm-hmm. Danny Ainge was on those teams weirdly. Uh, no, I can't imagine that. We also, if we're opening old wounds, took Greg Oden, uh-huh. another another great Ohioan. Ohio over, State, uh, yeah. Over Kevin Durant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your answer is false because you knew who false. was picked second. It was false. Yeah. Because your team was doing the choosing. Most Blazers fans have that encoded into our DNA. Tough. Yeah, real tough. tough. <laughs> well, actually, you did a really great job with the quiz, though, with the trivia. I think you're ready for Jeopardy. Thank you very much. Whenever you'd like to to go ahead and make your appearance there. Yeah. And with that, it's time for the second half. Let's do it. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. So I want to talk a little bit about... Lately with James Corden. Yeah. Co-lead writer there. That's right. How did you guys meet? We met not far from here, actually. We met, uh, I was so, I'm a stand-up comedian, too. And I had written on Chelsea Handler's show for a year, right, when I moved from Portland, Oregon, top of the food chain, greatest city uh, in the world, to Los Angeles. I, uh, I wrote for Chelsea lately, her show for a year, and then her show went off the air. And I love that show. I was so, it was so much fun. It was really fun. She's fantastic. Shout out to Chelsea Handler. Uh, so that was, that was a blast. That was like a great first experience, um, learning how to be a TV writer and learning how to like take, you know, the way I was funny on stage and translate that into writing for other people. And then I heard from my agent that this guy was taking over the Late Late Show. His name was James Corden. I'd never heard of him. Apparently he'd been, he was like a big deal in the UK, uh, and he had done some Broadway stuff. So I went and met him and like what was supposed to be like a half hour meeting turned into like almost just two hours of just like talking, making each other laugh. Like just, we, we got along like immediately and I, I got the job there. And so I've been, I was one of the first three people who worked on the show. Like I had that job before he even moved here. And now it'll be eight years in December. It's amazing. And to get to have a job for like almost a decade in Hollywood is like pretty rare. I was, I was going to ask you about too, your, 
your bachelor party. Oh yeah. In 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I came across that video on YouTube and I was like, huh, what is this? I was like, that was so good. Oh, thank you so Firstly, much. Yeah. It was hilarious. And I also need to know, did you actually take five shots? Was that, was that alcohol? <sighs> no. Okay. <laughs> because that was the one part that was giving me a lot of anxiety. No, I it's not beyond me to do five shots in the span of like, you know, 90 seconds. But my wedding, like that was the Thursday. My actual wedding was Sunday. Okay. I wanted to make sure I look good in that suit. I didn't want to be puffy. I didn't want to do the thing that happens to me when I have five shots, which is I have five more. And then like a whole pizza that I fold over itself like a sandwich. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to like get into that territory yeah. a few days before my wedding. Okay, stand up. Yes. I want to ask you, ask you a little bit about that. Because I feel like there's been a little bit of a wave of stand up recently. Yeah. To where there's there's newcomers, but then there's people like kind of that we alluded to earlier. Yeah. We're trying to, to break the mold. There are some comedians that are complaining that comedy is dying in a sense and it's yeah. hard to talk about different things how do you feel about where stand-up and comedy in itself stands right now i think i think stand-up is in a really really good place right now uh I'll talk about that like censorship stuff more in a second but i think just like in general um i think there is a middle class forming in a way that like there there didn't used to be this is like boring industry stuff i think like more people can make a living and tour and everything because of Patreon because of YouTube, because of TikTok. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you can get your stuff out to more people and then you could sort of tour based off that. Whereas before, you would like have, there were only a few different paths. Like you had to try to get that HBO special. You had to try to get that hour on Comedy Central and then like build it up that way and then hopefully you get a sitcom or something like that. So in that way, I think you don't have to rely on the traditional gatekeepers and power brokers. And I think that's amazing and wonderful and like so healthy for, for the business of it and also just for the art side of it. Uh, I think the censorship stuff is so stupid. I also, I think everybody's, everyone's been saying you can't joke about anything anymore since people have been telling jokes. There's literal newspaper headlines from like the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah, 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 like about saying like people have gotten too sensitive, people have gotten too sensitive. And like, I just don't think that's happened at all. You can say whatever you want. What has changed is, the people who don't like it have greater access to you. And I think we're now in this like baby giraffe period where it's like kind of clumsy, where comedians for the first time are getting feedback that is something that's not just a drunk person yelling in a club. They're getting people on Twitter, emailing them, even like organizing protests and stuff like that, saying, hey, we don't like when you joke about that. And you have to, as a comedian then, decide how much of that you want to take seriously or how much of that you want to take into account. Right. Some people are just edgelords and want to go up on stage and just get a reaction from people. Yeah. And if you're expecting that, that's great. You know what I mean? If you want to go see like Anthony Jeselnik and you know you're going to go see an Anthony Jeselnik show you're, there's, and you're into that kind of thing, there's not a better night you're going to have. You know what I mean? But if like you're somebody who's going to see a comedian and you're like, I'm going to go see a comedian, like somebody's going to go see a band, and it turns out to be the best thrash metal band in the world, but you were expecting somebody playing like Vivaldi's Four Seasons, yeah. you're going to have a different kind of night. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. some of that's on the audience too. Um, 
I, I think you're really right about like the state of the internet right now yeah. too, because everybody has a voice now. Yes. And you don't even get to see everybody. I mean, we see how Twitter is. We yeah. see how most of these social media platforms are. Anybody can go into their comments, mine included. Right. There's some negativity there. There always will. Be. Always will. Be. So it is kind of. I, I think you're right in knowing yourself, knowing your intention, yeah. knowing your joke, knowing your own life story because you are pulling from things that you relate to. Right. But you're going to have to have thick skin as well. Just like have to. Being in that industry. But I think that's what you've said. You're 100% right. And in anything where you're a public or a forward-facing individual, all you're going to have that. Who is your guaranteed laugh? My favorite all-time comedian is Eddie Izzard. Uh, she's amazing. She's like so, such a fantastic comedian. They had this special dressed to kill and it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life I didn't know I wanted to be a stand-up comedian but I was like whatever that is is the best thing I've ever seen and then I like worked my way backwards into doing it um but as far as like people who are like kind of new and fun right now uh I mean it's a boring answer but like John Mulaney is like amazing Pilbara is amazing Maria Bamford is someone I will watch do stand-up any anytime they feel like doing stand-up um God, those are all guaranteed. Kyle Kinane. Yeah. yeah. Matt Bronger is so funny. Uh, my friend David Borey is is an amazing stand-up comedian who I do a podcast with. Uh, yeah, there's there's so many. Stand-up is in such a good place right now. It's like Beth Stelling is so funny. Uh, God, there's just, there's just so many funny comedians. Do you have a goat of stand-up? Oh, man, the greatest. For me, my, I mean, my greatest of all time is Eddie Izzard, but I think like Dave Chappelle, there's no one who's done it better than Dave Chappelle. Ohioan. Another Ohioan. <laughs> a current Ohioan, too. I know. Uh, Toledo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got to rep for No, I do. Uh, are you kidding me? I will do. If any other Oregonian comes up during this at any point, you'll hear from me. Uh, Chris. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. No, Kevin Love. Oregonian. Yeah. Oregonian Kevin Love. Terrence Davis. Another. Uh. No, you said Chappelle. Chappelle, Chris Rock is one of the greatest to ever do it. Jerry Seinfeld is like is like truly amazing at it. Um, Bill Burr is like one of those people right now where you're like, all these people have gotten to ten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very few people have like gotten to ten, and all these people have gotten to ten. Uh, Brett Butler, I know that's a weird poll, but like Brett Butler is like one of the funniest. People I've ever seen. Roseanne, when she was doing stand up. That's your starting five. There it is right there. Starting five. Yeah. That's my starting five. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Perfect. (laughs) We are reaching the end of the game, so I have some buzzer beaters for you. Let's do it. What is your ideal courtside food and drink combo? Oh, man. That's good. I like. So, okay. Portland, Oregon. Uh At the Moda Center. They have a bunch of local restaurants that do food at the Moda Center. So if I can get a pork belly Cubano from uh, Bunk Sandwiches, if I'm doing one of those and I'm doing like a a, a domestic beer, not anything fancy. I don't okay. want like an IPA. It's going to make me too groggy. It's going <laughs> to make me feel heavy. I want to save that room for the sandwich. So just like whatever sort of like mass produced awful beer. I want to drink one of those. We'll take it. Yeah, those are the two. Who is one person, dead or alive, that you would love to sit courtside with? Oh, my God. Oh, no. This is, this is so much pressure. I thought it would be better at this. See, okay. I told you. The, yeah. the buzzer beaters get everyone. Dead or alive that I would want to sit courtside with. I want it to be Billy Crystal, and I would like okay. him to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've had that answer. <laughs> 
Uh, Billy Crystal, great comedian, great, great Jewish comedian, one of the all-time funniest dudes. I think he'd have a lot of great stories, and he's an authentic sports fan. Uh, we would like him. Yeah. Sorry, that was just really funny. <laughs> and what is one event in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for? Oh, that's a great. That's it could be a sporting event, yeah. or something else. Well, I mean, if I could go easy, it would be the it would be the Blazers winning the championship in 1977. Uh, over the Philadelphia 76ers. And I would like to be there courtside for that and then courtside for the parades all over Portland with, like, Bill Walton riding a bicycle around. Uh, with your domestic beer. With my domestic beer, mm-hmm. which I think were the only kind at that point. Uh, <laughs> like a Henry Weinhardt or something like that. So I, I think that, as far as, like, easy answers go. And then I'm going to say Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> As far as like non-sporting events. Just like that time period kind I just, of? I would want to be like in the White House when we were like, I think it would have been, knowing how it turned out, knowing that we didn't launch right. nukes at, okay. at Cuba or Russia or any of that stuff. Yeah. But just like watching JFK and that cabinet deal with like, all in those like 12 hours where like that almost popped off like that. It would have been, I just would have been, I would have been eating so much popcorn, yeah. soft pretzels. Soft pretzels are my other if I couldn't go local food option. With yellow mustard. Yellow mustard. Soft mm-hmm. pretzel. Get out of town. No, but that that would actually be really interesting just to be a fly on the wall. Because right? you have no clue what the president's talking How about during that time. How close did we really get? Right? Yeah. That's a good answer. Thank you very much. Very unique answer. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for coming on the Courtside Club. This was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Where can our fans find you? What should we be on the lookout for? Yes. Um, at Ian Carmel on all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, find me on all those. I'm on TikTok now. It's going great. It's going great. We'll tag you on TikTok. Tag and me also, on TikTok. sometimes you're Ian on Twitter, sometimes you're somebody else. Oh. Parentheses parody. <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes I <laughs> I was Kyrie Irving for about uh, for about forty five minutes on Twitter the other day. They were yeah. pretty fun forty five minutes. Can I ask you really quick before I let you go? As many as you want. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Was that? Did you do that for Kyrie or did you do that to troll Elon? I did that for. I did it. It served multiple purposes. He was promoting that video. He's promoting. I'm a Jew. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a, I'm a Jew whose family uh, my, my grandparents survived the Holocaust. We were like, you know it's starting to get serious, Whoa. but like yeah, you know no. we've been like it's been se- we've been subject to serious anti-Semitism. So I was like, what? How do our people respond to to problems? Humor. Let me try to have as much fun as I can pretending to be Kyrie, and I fired off some fun tweets as Kyrie. So that was mostly just to like just have some fun with what I what was like a heavy, very serious situation. But it's very you. I mean, that's yeah. that's how you deal with a lot of things. Like that's in your blood to use comedy yes. to to kind of share what you did. And Any problem that comes along, I process it with comedy, which I'm sure my wife would prefer I didn't. But it's just <laughs> it's what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we are we are back to being Ian yes. on Twitter. Fully Ian Carmel. Although I've kept my picture, Kyrie Irving's weird coexist peace sign. Okay. Uh, just as a nod to it. And also, I forgot how to change my profile picture. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Not to be confused by the profile pic. Uh, still have the blue check mark now, but we'll be on lookout for all your socials. Yes. Any other shows that you're doing? Oh, listen to my podcast, All Fantasy Everything. We'd love to have you on my podcast, All Fantasy Everything. Yeah. I think you would like it. We fantasy draft non-sports things. So oh, pop culture. so fun. So if you want to come like fantasy draft sandwiches or great, you know what you can do? Come on and we'll draft people from Ohio. A thousand percent down. For so that. many presidents from Ohio, by the way. I think the most <laughs> presidents are from one. Ohio. 
Listen, Ohio is the heart of America. It's the beating heart of America. Literally. Yeah. Shaped like a heart. It's shaped like a heart. Uh-huh. It's right there. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been. Had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Football Hall of Fame. I've been to the, I've been to the Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Had a great time there too. Swenson's. Not familiar. Mm, burger place. We'll take you when you come. Okay. Uh, anyway, we'll be we'll listen to your podcast. Yes. And we'll tune into your socials for tune other into shows. Tune my socials. Watch the Late Perfect. Late Show. Perfect. Celebrate life. Thank you so much, Ian. My pleasure. That was fun. Yeah. Cool. Great high five. <laughs> Firm high five.